Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theme the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. She's got a strong track record, but the fans had questions about her runways all season long. Who is she? Your newest crown queen. Just like that, a season of Drag Race is over with very little fanfare due to mediocre reception. So what went wrong with Drag Race Down Under 2? It's time to find out as we talk all things Drag Race Down Under 2. And joining me on this journey is international drag and Google Nest thermostat expert, Russell Zacker. Fuck yeah! Hi! How are you? (laughs) alive alive that's 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 promising that's a, that's a good sign yeah i'd rather be dry but at least i'm alive yeah um <laughs> well actually the people in orlando they they probably don't agree with that one um they 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 really wanted that rest of that gaga performance oh i thought you meant because they were about to get a hurricane i was like Ooh, too soon too soon no 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 because lady gaga canceled the rest of the concert yeah well because of the wet I wonder if they got refunds. Do you know? I don't think so. No, they got the majority of the show. So no, they, they got this just life. And I have no life. sympathy. I didn't get to see Gaga. So all those motherfuckers who went to go see her like three or four times. Screw you. Uh, there is a rumor that she signed a new Vegas deal. Great. I'm going. You want to come? Yeah. Let me just split myself. Uh, and one of the personalities that I already have can just go with you in that new body. Awesome. And then we can see Deborah Vance, even though she just lost her residency. Oh my God. Well, Deborah Vance is probably going to be at a um, local uh, drag fair. bar. No, at a local oh. fair. Um, uh, that episode was really good. I can't wait for the North Carolina fair. I'm going to go this year and uh, you should come. It'll be fun. I had plans to go to the Minnesota State Fair uh, in 2020 and then Pandemic Lovato. Oh no, we don't like her. No. But, um, you know, I, I almost thought that the, the queen with the haphazard runways and the poor challenges you were referencing uh, in the, the stinger, or I think it was called, right? Stinger? Yeah, the intro. Uh, was RuPaul. Oh, RuPaul. Oh, RuPaul. Yeah, don't um, worry. I don't have to worry about getting on the show, so. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, and Ru- RuPaul is um, there's something different about RuPaul when it comes to non-American drag race. RuPaul even just walking out in the workroom, like those, there's no risk, there's no enjoyment. I think that she had a luggage requ- uh, restriction, and that's why all of the wigs looked flat or one-sided, and all of the dresses that were probably made in New Zealand had no lining and were exposed hems, and you know. Zaldi had to do what Zaldi had to do with the materials and did a fantastic job, but RuPaul looked squished. There's and, no brilliant and the designer. RuPaul uh, squished booty again. I saw on an episode. I can't remember which one though. There's there's no brilliant designers down in Australia or New Zealand. No, I think that they have like a a kinship uh, for their like forty year friendship. I don't know how old RuPaul is, but that's fair. We love friendships. That they're they're cool. 
Um, listeners, yeah. if you haven't tell, can tell yet, like we're not thrilled with what happened on this show. Justice for Queen Kong. Yeah. Um, shocking. Very shocking. Honestly, truly. We're going to get into it. We're going to find out, people. But what, what, what happened on this television show? What, what did we not see? I don't, there is a long list of things we didn't see. I can't even begin. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, did, did, did Spanky Jackson, like, have blackmail on the Rupal? I, I just don't, I, I don't get it. It's entirely possible. Um, also, speaking of RuPaul, did you get the Cheez-Its? No, I thought there were only like 50 boxes, so I wasn't going to go try. I want the Cheez-Its. Um, can someone get me the fucking Cheez-Its? Yeah, but then I would never want to eat them, and I love Cheez-Its, so I would not be able to say no. I would get you a real pack of Cheez-Its that you can have. I know, but then if just sitting there 20 years from now when I'm looking at the RuPaul cheeses hunkered at my nuclear bunker, I'd be like, well, is now the time? No. Do you think I've eaten any of the three bags of uh, Chromatica Oreos? No, because those were proven to be disgusting. These are oh, just classic cheeses. So we think. Um, they, I'm sure they got some glitter on them, right? Ew. <laughs> All right. Um, Let's dive into this episode. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna ha- we're gonna make this a fun time, right? Yeah. Right. Well, you ain't dying, Jamali. You're gone. Hannah is in the top three, and she is mocked as her ability to reach the top of the mirror is put into question. But to be fair, Molly is a hobbit as well, so she's riding on the top of the mirror. Not gonna happen. So funny, funny, haha. But um, short people sucks for them. Is Molly the Sam or is Molly the Frodo? Oh, she's totally. Um, I don't know. Neither of them are lead characters. Frodo Baggins is not a lead character. Oh, oh, oh in the show, Molly yeah. or, or or Hannah. Neither of them are lead characters. Yeah, they're they're, they're both right. Sams. Um, I mean, technically, any of the hobbits could be from Drag Race Philippines. Um, listeners, if you have not seen. Yeah, those Drag Race Philippines girls are little, but Manila is big. So that photo, I don't know if it's a good enough indicator. Yeah, um, they're they're very short, which means they're probably all probably shorter than me, which makes me thrilled. Um, I like when people are shorter than me. It makes me happy. Hannah and Molly are too. I know it's true. Um, can't can't really figure out how tall um, my favorite twink from the season is. Probably about like your height, right? Beverly Kills? No, probably a little bit shorter. There. All right. Well, Hannah knows she's had a great track record up until now, but Queen is congratulated on her win. She knew this. Her confidence feels different now as she's holding onto it instead of reaching for it. Now, Spanky is reminded that she walked into the workroom with flat hair and no makeup, and now she has magically learned how to do drag with all the makeup and all the hair. What? Ha- what? How? How? Was that all a con? Did she do this on purpose? No, I think that she just didn't know how to do makeup for TV. And then Fair. they must have shown her like dailies or something. And they were like, hi, we need you to make this look nice. Or you just have to go. <laughs> uh, they're like, look at Yuri. That's drag face. Yeah. 
a lot well, of makeup, that's for sure. Uh, Spanky screams in excitement that she is in the top. Uh, she wants that crown. And Hannah has a crown just to show them how good it would look with her in the crown. But Queen says that they check off all the boxes of Australian and New Zealand drag, polish, a slut, and a superhero of the world. Who's who? Yes. Exactly. Well, the I think that they're, are, all, they're yeah. all pretty pretty equal there. The Baps are left as all the hung divas have died. Um, do you hear the ghosts of the pop, 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 pop? Molly Poppins? Did she make a noise? She didn't. They forgot about her. Uh, Most of us did. She was there. I don't know. It was just an unfocused season. Yeah. Um, Well, speaking of the Baps, are you my bosom buddy? Uh, Only if... Wait, that's the... That was the good group, right? No, they were both bosom buddies. See, what an unforgettable season. And I watched it like (laughs) twice just to make sure I could get it all. Yeah. Um, is that code for no? I don't want to say I'm not your bosom buddy. No, I'm your I'm your bosom buddy. I just was I forgot that the uh, <laughs> it was the you know the they were both the good teams. I thought that the other team with Beverly Kills and the other two. Well, I guess it was yeah. Molly and Yuri. They were the same song. They just struggled. It's true. It's true. Um, I hated that little wig display that Hannah was doing because it burned my eyes, especially when she pushed back her own wig. That was scary. Um, she's scary, especially with all that makeup. I don't like white out eyes. Those are really creepy. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. I don't know. I liked it in the look, though. She looked great. Yeah, she looked really great. Before. Yeah. Well, Spanky says she deserves her crown as she's worked her fucking ass off. Uh, she can hear the music. Um, usually if you can hear music in your head, I think you should go speak to someone to help with that problem. Oh, no, I think she's t- referencing like, oh, you have to stop and face the music and she can hear the music. Oh, okay. That? Um, I thought she was, cause it was, she was literally singing the, um, the, that little musical interlude before we get to the credits. Oh, 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 you're right. You're right. Yeah. Da-da. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't reality shows just like filter that music into the room so that at least like the contestants feel like they're actually part of a TV show? I'm sure that they do at some point. I mean, is it true that they play no music during runways? No, they they, they record it twice. They do one with music and after they do one without music so that they can hear the judges' critiques. That's why you'll see like the queens pointing at them and laughing and you'll be like, oh, how would you know that if they were playing music? Fair. Um, because that would just be so awkward. And we, we we've seen some awkward runways where people are like, we don't know what to do. We there's nothing to react to. Um, yeah, I mean, th- and then you have Drag Race Holland, which has ninety thousand different sound effects, and you're like, oh, okay, great, I got it. <laughs> um, rest in peace, Drag Race Hall. Yeah, rest rest in pieces, Barn Grill. Um, maybe we'll come back. Maybe like every other year. We can do every other year, right? That's fine. I mean, I don't know if they have enough queens at this point. They already have Brazil, Belgium. Listen, uh, if they allow them to speak English, Skyla Versailles is going to win. Let's just put her on the show already. She's amazing. And not just because she was on my show multiple times to talk about Drag Race. Sure. All right. Well, it's finale time and Spanky and Hannah are carrying Queen in. And I was like, what if they dropped her? Like that's sabotage, isn't it? I'm sure that queen would have fallen on her feet. Yeah, it's true. She, she's a dancer. She, she, she knows how to do it. 
Um, well, the queens are going to rem- reminisce on the horrible situations that the workroom has seen, including Fofur in her voice, Minnie versus Pamara, and Yuri not feeling enough. Um, the joyful situations included the makeover, the impersonations, and the confusing, which included the boob stuff and Minnie versus everyone, including the mirror, as well as Minnie healing around the main stage as a clown. Um, Russell, you had Healy's when you were younger, right? Absolutely not. No, you didn't want to be in the Little Mermaid in, with Healy's. Uh, I that? no, Th- I do remember that. Yeah, of course I remember that. But I don't think that I ever was in a place like with my family uh, that we I could have ever asked for Healy's. Nor did I really want them. I thought it was like they. I, it was really weird when people would like roll around school with Healy's on. I was like, yeah, okay, well, I'll see you in three seconds because you're not going that fast. Um, well, now that we know that they still do exist, thank you, Minnie Cooper. Uh, would you like a pair? No, I'm still good. Not in New York City. No, I just don't need a pair. I'm good. Okay, all right, well. They're going to appreciate Minnie as Queen says that she has helped her out of a lot of her bullshit, um, but her delivery. Um, she's going to watch the show. She's going to learn and growth on the show can help bring promise to the future. I'm sure Minnie has gotten a lot of people discussing her delivery before once they watch the show. It wasn't that bad, was it? I don't. We didn't see everything that was presented, right. I don't believe. Exactly. Um, could you imagine if we actually got like the raw cut of every single moment of Drag Race? They would be like Big Brother because they film that much. Come on, I just just put all the queens in a house during when they're not filming. That's all I ask. Just one season. I that's want it. That's different though. That's that they'd be too friendly. I don't know. Not during the competition. Like like if they like no hotel rooms, they're all living in a big luxury mansion. I'm here for that. They did it on Drag Race España, and they were all best friends. So, did they film it? Did we see it? I didn't see it. Speaking of, they're getting all stars after three seasons. That's quick. Who do you want to see on Drag Race España All Stars? I honestly don't think they should do an All Stars. They should do Drag Race España versus the world. I agree. I already made my um, my prediction of who I think should be on a a Drag Race España versus the world. Uh, you can hear that when I release my interview with Adriana coming next week. Oh, is she perhaps on the list? That's that's this too. Um, all right. Well, the alarm sounds as we're going to get our final room message of the season. And she says the winner needs the charisma of a Kiwi, the uniqueness of an emu, the nerve of a koala, and the talent of a Tasmanian devil. Who is she? Uh, why no kangaroo? Is it because Roo's the kangaroo? Yeah, I think that that would probably be the joke. Yeah. But... I don't really think that they really thought it out. No, no. Um, Rue arrives. No. Rue arrives to congratulate them for making it to the grand finale. For their final maxi challenge, they will collaborate with Mama Rue on her song, Who Is She? They will write and record their own verses and will have to pull up choreography with a choreographer who is one of the toughest bitches in the business. They will be shocked when they find out, but more on that soon. And finally, they will get up close and personal as they spill the tea with Rue and Michelle. Um, Russell, do you write a verse for yourself every time there's a challenge like this? I bet you do. And I bet you sing the song with choreography in your living I absolutely don't because I can't write lyrics. I can't come up with lyrics, let alone memorize lyrics. 
Um, I think that at this point, the show is such a parody of itself. Like, I just don't, they're like, wow, we're gonna have What's the Tea? And then we're gonna have you with a really scary past competitor choreographer. And then it's the person that it was. And it was like, okay. Fair. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh my God, you're gonna, it was, I don't know, it was weird. It was very strange to me. Listen, if everyone, anyone's watching Drag Race Philippines, um, they actually had the uh, toughest choreographer in the business. Oh my God, that man is terrifying. Um, he's scary. He's really, really scary. Anyway, the queens are going to turn on their pods to listen to the new hit track, Who Is She? It's a song. Um, it's not really a great track to add your own verse to, but hey, Mama Roo had her moment. She wants the song to be heard. Is this True. on Mama Roo? Do we, I don't remember the yes, song. Yes, it is. Yeah. The beat is intense, and the girls are wondering what the choreography is going to be like, and I can confirm it will not include the white girl twerking like Hannah and Spanky created in the workroom. Um, yeah, that was embarrassing. But Queen is planning on giving Megan the Stallion meet Savage with a little bit of Aradna. Um, I know one of those things, but Spanky will be giving white chicks, and I know all of those things. Um, Both of them. Literally. Uh Hannah knows that Spanky has natural charm that oozes out of her, but notes that Queen Kong just comes alive. This was the confessional that confirmed that Hannah has 0% chance of winning this show, and we should keep an eye on the other two. It was really weird. Very weird. Like, I, I felt bad for her. No, I didn't. I'm, Actually, no, I didn't. I was like, just like, let's continue, and you should have narrowed it down to the top two. Anyway. Queen has learned so much about herself and will include that in her vo- vocals. Uh, it will be about being reborn. Uh, now she's an example, a lip sync fucking assassin, and how she's going to take the crown. Oh, and she's humble. Just ask her. Hannah will share that what she will include is I'm Hannah Conda. Give me the crown, 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 crown. And I was like, that's some Miss Vanjie shit up in here. It also is every. Actually, no, I take the fact. Maybe I do sometimes write a verse and it's just crown, Mama Roo, here I am, I win, legs, body, drag, fierce, ooh, ah, cunty. And like, then it's sometimes the same verse that other queens do. And uh, I think you, know, you just was... stole from um, Scarlett Adams last season. No, we don't talk about her, but I stole from a queen every season, a queen for all seasons, just not yeah. this one. Okay, so suddenly at the table, that stupid fucking Samsung phone rings. It's coming from inside the room. It is Delta Goodrum. Uh, she is an Aussie icon, and I still just do not know why there is not a drag queen named Delta Goodrim. Oh, that's fair. Right? Like, that's a that's a good pun. It's good. It's funny. Yeah. Tom Faye, start drag. There's your name. I mean, you you there you heard it here, folks. Tom Faye starting drag Delta Good Rim. Uh, she's not there in person. Which uh, can you please explain to why why we can't have guest judges? Like she would have been great this season. I mean, the is COVID, it COVID still? I would have to imagine. I guess because they're filming in New Zealand. Like, if you're gonna be there, you have to like quarantine for a good chunk of time. Unless you're already in New Zealand, which I'm assuming Ursula Carlson and Lucy Lawless are both from New Zealand. So that's why, maybe? Probably. Where was Lord? Couldn't they get Lord to do something? Really? Lord? Or like literally anyone? 
<laughs> it's true. Um, she's there to check in as she is a songwriter and she's going to help them with their path to their lyrics. Spanky goes first and don't think it's good. It's fine. Queen Kong comes in and um, I'm not going to lie, left a little bit to be desired. She's also not in tempo, but Delta thinks it's good and it's going to build. And then Hannah's last and she's just going to start singing Delta's song, which was very cute, very funny. Uh, but then she I starts singing. Her best moment all season long. Right. Uh, but then she her. starts singing. <laughs> Her, about a snake pit and i was a little confused for a second then i realized it's 8 a.m and her name is a snake pun listen sometimes i'm dumb especially at eight o'clock in the morning when i'm watching it after uh, to, avoiding spoilers delta tells them i mean it wasn't the most obvious but it worked in context of right. this hyper pop rupaul event yeah delta tells them with songwriting you don't realize you're writing the words you want to hear back to yourself I never thought about that way, but going through some of the songs that I've written in the past, I completely understand it. I, I, I get where she's coming from. Um, good wisdom from Delta Goodrum. I agree. I agree. Do you think Delta will let them perform with her and her tiara one day? Yes. Maybe at World Pride. Perhaps. Maybe I'll be there to see it. Who knows? Oh my god, I want to go. Listeners, give me money. Let me go. I'll give you content. I'll go find all the queens and interview them in person down there. I promise you that. All right, well, after they hang up in Delta, Hannah has to transform the tiny little cherub in the room. Why are there cherubs? I think it's a cultural thing. Um, I don't like statues in general, especially watching them on Doctor Who because they come to life and kill you. Um, real thing also listeners get ready for the drag race uk4 um, podcast i'm not happy that no one did anything doctor who related for the first runway but more on that later overall this transformation um it happened it was a thing the way hannah talks to her little cherub and put the wig on it um no thanks Chantel, and no way fangelina flangelina um, what would you name it? I didn't. I didn't miss anything, right? Like there wasn't. That wasn't like a mini challenge, or like, I don't know. Shit, I think bored, they, right? I think they were just bored while Queen was talking to Rue and Michelle. Okay, great. Because I watched it twice, and I was like, right. yeah, I don't, I don't think I missed anything. I was paying attention. Yeah, they just needed something to build the the transitions. Even though the second to third person, they still didn't have a transition between. Whatever, it doesn't matter um speaking of it's time to chat with rue michelle but no longer on a podcast because they just realized they're just never gonna be as good as me right (laughs) yeah and they said that you know if we're not gonna pay our dolls then we're uh not gonna be able to have them so let's not have them yeah um listeners if you are a new york city nightlife personality and you are able to consider voting for me uh for best podcast for the glam awards 24th annual glam awards please do um i want to win I want to win. Do um, it. Also, Do it. Also, uh, new category this year, best brunch. Can't wait yep. to see how that turns out. Oh, my God, the bloodshed. Nightlife award for the daytime. I love it. Literally. Um, I think, Russell, maybe maybe you can put your name in the ring for that one. Technically, I could, actually. Yeah, yeah you could. And I'm going to. <laughs> Thank you. Queen arrives first. She didn't think she was going to make it. And Rue asks her to dissect her emotional journey. And Queen says, 
It was the first walkthrough for Snatch Game where they discussed her inner child and she reveals she neglected him because she didn't know how to talk to him. Michelle says, it's a process. Queen reveals that she grew up very poor and that anxiety was a thing as she was conscious of what they didn't have. She says it's her responsibility now to take control and the power back because she left the shame and guilt weigh on her back for too long. Rue tells Queen that she has the same strength as Queen Kong as she does outside of Queen Kong, and Queen has discovered a new confidence and strength. She says if she wins, and it's, it's an example for others who share her struggles because they don't feel like they can achieve what they can achieve because they're ashamed of what they think they are. She wants it, and Rue says that's enough right there. We love to analyze these chats. We've done this before, you and I, for finale um, recaps. Um, not the most revealing chat, but we like seeing the vulnerability there. You know, part of me thinks that they had a really long chat, and that's yeah. why Hannah and Spanky uh, did what they did, because I don't even know if... I, we don't, again, we don't know what it was, but because it, it just seemed like they got really close to Queen, mm-hmm. Yeah, and RuPaul loves that struggle story, and then they said, "No, we can't show it. We don't we want Queen to win because right. of reasons." Yeah, it was weird because I know there was more to the story, and you can tell like there was a growth, and and they were into it. But um, what we saw was just nothing illuminating. Story producing on my television show right. it's less likely than you think. We have Hannah Connor next, and Rue says it's wild watching her experience. Uh, not sure wild was the word to use, but okay. Rue mentions that she mentions striving for perfection and says that comes from people who come from a childhood where everything was in disarray. Um, I have to break. And then she goes, Haha, just kidding. Literally, I was like, I am a perfectionist, but I didn't have a childhood that was in disarray. My childhood was pretty fantabulous. Um, I've never seen you and Hannah Connor in the same room. Are you calling me short? How dare you? She's definitely shorter than I am. I wouldn't know. I've never seen her in real life. Uh, Hannah will say that she had a wonderful childhood, but says her parents had a relationship breakdown and separated during her teens. It tore the fabric of everything she knew and put on a happy face because of it. Rue says her perfection paid off as her looks are impeccable and her makeup is amazing. And Michelle says she came in there with the biggest following and wants to know if that lived up to her and everyone's expectations. Anna says that she used to think having a big social media following was like currency, but that is a twisted mentality as the love and support you need are within your circle. And here's where I find that question hilarious because Michelle said following and some of these queens don't have social media. I mean, they do, but like not in the way that it's important as Hannah kind of alluded to eventually, but you can have a big following and just have a bunch of people go to every single show and Right. Like, I, I think Minnie Cooper is probably the prime example of it. Like, she probably she probably had the biggest following, but maybe not the biggest social media presence. Um, who's in your circle on um, your following? What? Who's, who, who's your cheerleaders? Um... My husband, uh, you, my best friend, Britta Filter from RuPaul's Drag Race. She's oh my God, we States. love her. We love her. We do. Friend of the pod. Um, yes. I don't know. That's such a, I, Ru, I never thought that this question would be asked to me. I was not prepared. Um, I've never seen never. the show. I did not know this interview question was coming. 
literally. To win, Hannah says it would be it would give her the ability to elevate as an artist and share her story. Uh, to which, which I say, what do you mean elevate? Story? Yeah. Or um, <laughs> this was easily the least uh, informative. I do wish that Rue doubled down on her past, so she at least would have had a conversation with Rue about it, um, which was unlike last season's productive uh, slap on the wrist. But hey, I guess if Rue doesn't acknowledge it, it can't be a fact, just in case they needed Hannah to win, right? Well, I don't know if the, her past was necessary to, to tap into, but like, at least talk about your drag because it just is pretty. Fair. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just more speaking about um, the same thing that happened with Scarlett. Like, Hannah got, got a free pass all because of one conversation she had with Queen in the workroom. I know oh, uh, I a lot of things are different. Well, I mean, she, there was no way she was going to win. Once that conversation had, like, everyone now officially knew. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it just was handled much differently, even though they may or may not have done the same thing at the same time. But Hannah's taken more strides to improve the situation you know yeah finally and one of them and one of them still does drag well someone one of them still does drag and um the other one's still gonna be doing drag on tour next week oh i forgot about that yeah messy 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 well finally we have spanky mother tucker in the house tonight Rue wants to know if she's always been charismatic and she says it's always been with her as she hasn't given a fuck what the world has to say about her. So clearly she's not listening to anyone's podcast. Um, she says she doesn't do drag full time but works in childcare, which she says is bizarre if you look at her drag aesthetic. Uh, facts are indeed facts. When she came home from Melbourne with her dad being sick, she gave up so much of the gay community where she found where she had belonged. Um, but back in Palmerston North, she just had to do what she had to do. She felt like she went backwards, but the kids saved her. I kind of relate to her story because of the situation that I've been in. Um, when you're out and about and, and, and have your community and then you're in the middle of fucking nowhere with no community, you know? Absolutely. And mm-hmm. it was very parallel for you, I yeah. think. And, you know, it is true. You got to find what saves you. And maybe it's kids. Maybe it's a podcast. Yeah, with not children. Oh my God, could you imagine? Well, well, who would, are there any podcasts with children? That would be terrifying. Like, I pray that there's not. Oh God. Michelle asks her what it would mean to win Drag Race. The music shifts to something uplifting. And you know where this was going. You knew, okay, I know where this show is going to end this episode. She shares that she almost gave up everything she never felt she would be able to be on the show but here she is boys she's overwhelmed Rue leaves her with some wise words from a woman who is absolutely lovely it's always Bommy and Pommy fuck yeah will you be getting an always Bommy and Pommy fuck yeah t-shirt no I I have too many t-shirts and I I could not point to Palmerston North on a map which I feel like if I have a, a reference like that, people be like, what does that mean? And I'd be like, mm, I can't even show you. I guarantee you that Spanky Jackson's presence on Drag Race is going to get at least five more people to Palmerston North. Maybe six. Maybe six. But you go to New Zealand, you're going to be like, oh my God, I want to go see Spanky Jackson's house. 
but then there's a sheep there as evidenced by her super trailer travel literally ad now spanky's gonna leave with the whole bowl of jaffas because they are done with them have you had a jaffa yet no and she was super she said i'm super hungry and i was like well why would you leave that in the show because there's been allusions to uh you not feeding them in the past so like what is the reason bloop hey is that why all the contestants on drag race philippines are eating during untucked Mm, I don't know. Are those chicken wings? I don't know. The chicken wings, their spare ribs. They, they, they want fish balls. They are get, they're getting feasts in Philippines. Um, As they should. They deserve it. Rock stars. Yeah. I'm going to say, I guess, emotionally, this was the most vulnerable of the interviews. Um, but Spanky just what? shows that she is just an average person. And that's an arc that many people can relate to. When Queen Kong was right there. Yeah. But she didn't cry, and that's the difference between Queen and Spanky, where Queen is always, like, rock hard. She can't show emotion. And when she does, that's beautiful. But she didn't show it through. Maybe that's what she needed to do. She should have tear or two. Perhaps. The Babs are going to hit the main stage to meet their mystery choreographer, Kiara Queens. It's Dancing with the Stars, New Zealand Judge, and Drag Race Down Under Season 1's Gina Tonic impersonator, Electra Shock. Um, Gina Tonic impersonator. I never thought about that. That is hilarious. Right. Um, they and I are shooketh. Um, was no one else available? Or- uh, I think it's a perfect tie-in. They're like, all right, how can we make someone watch our first season of our show? Oh, give Fair. them a tie-in. And then mislead um, them and tell them you don't know what which number they left out on. That being said, Electra Shock has like gotten big because of Dancing with the Stars. She's like a household yes. name now in New Zealand. So good for her. Yeah, 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 yeah. A household name. I would beg you to find a New Zealander who's like, oh, I can't even do an accent. But I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to call everyone I know in New Zealand, which is a grand total of zero people. Hmm. All right. Alexa asks how it feels to be in the grand finale. And she says she doesn't know. But Alexa is joined by her assistant, Josh. Russell, you know what I'm going to say about assistant Josh. Why don't you tell the audience? I will take Josh home all night long. Thank you. He's very cute. He's very adorable. Um, he, but he did not have a single line. He didn't. Of, of and that's okay. That would be how our relationship would be too. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Reader, readers, you heard it here first. <laughs> I can't do that on this medium. Spanky is prepared to die knowing what the song sounds like. So we're going to watch as Hannah struggles a bit. And there's a lot of swings and wiggles. But Alexa says that Hannah is petite and on a stage with strong dancers, she will need to find a way to shine. Hannah's mad that Alexa keeps pointing out her flaws while Spanky looks like she's having an epileptic fit. Look over there. Uh, maybe that's not the 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 the, the um, comparison you want to make. Um, epileptic fit. That, that's a serious thing for some people, right? Yeah, well, I mean, she like you said, already has a past that we have to worry about. So Fair. who knows? Now, Alexa wants Spanky to jiggle her hip, but instead she's going to be jiggling her fat, and I feel seen again. Maybe I do like Spanky more than I thought. Well, I've never seen Spanky and you in the same room. That's true. Maybe maybe you are the top three of... Hey, listen, listen. I, I said earlier in the season we've never seen Spanky and Kidamine, new version Kidamine, in the same room, but then this episode debunked that, so I guess that one's wrong. Reese said it was all CGI, so you never know. Yeah. Spanky says choreography was some 
you know, she used to do a lot, but it's been a while. She has to channel that 2006 Spanky Jackson who was in her 20s ready to high kick a motherfucker to pieces. And I was trying to do the math there. I don't know. Was she actually in her 20s in 2006? Because I thought she was only like three or four years older than I am. And I was. She's 37. Yeah. 2006, I would have been 18. I guess those chicks out. She would have been like her early 20s. That's fine. Thank you for helping with math, Russell. She is one of the oldest winners at the time of her crowning. That's true. Now, we're going to watch Spanky fall on her ass while in flats. That's funny. But it's also a deflection. Was it? Be like, oh my God, oh my God, she's not going to win. And then she falls down. Now, Electra calls Queen Kong a fantastic dancer with a contemporary background with a high pedestal and says it's a long way to fall if she fucks up the choreography. Um, and then we get to see that barrel roll again. She's really good at dancing. Yeah. I don't know. I just was kind of shocked that they were going to throw throw your best trick in there, even though we've already seen it twice. Yeah. Um, we're going to see Queen take the lead in this bit. Um, is the crown hers? Or Spanky and Hannah fucked? But Queen is not worried, as this is what she does. This is her element. Uh, she's ready to spit her rhyme. We hear that a lot from Queen Kong, that this is her element. That's been her storyline, I guess. Is she the professional? I guess she's a professional. <laughs> no, you know, but the professional queen never wins, so, you know. True. Banky has the fire lit as she's dripping from her asshole to her face, she says. And again, I think she should go see a doctor about that. That's absolutely disgusting. And at least she agreed. Yeah. It's the final day. Queen is feeling all the feelings. She learned about herself and she is feeling invincible. Hannah is missing her number one supporter, her partner, Jack. Um, Russell, what's it like having a partner that supports you? Or just a partner? What's that like? Incredible. Uh, I don't know. He would. I don't know if he'd write me anything. He'd be like, uh, are you done? <laughs> you done yet? <laughs> Hurry home. Um, In a great way. Just like... How's marriage? Did she say... Man? How's married life? What's that like? Uh, the same as it was, but with a different title. That's fair. Hannah's, Hannah's been with Jack for six years. Um, he gets her. Meanwhile, Queen misses her partner and family. And Hannah's going to first read her last letter from Jack. And it's a sweet little message. Uh, she's going to get emotional. Um, she says he's one of a kind and very special. Um, it's really sweet. I think that it was really nice to see Hannah have support. Now, Queen's going to read a letter from her partner, Tom, and they write about Queen being an inspiration to the next generation of Pacifica people and queer people. And she really is. I think no matter what happens for Queen, she, she's inspired a lot of people. Um, and this did choke up Queen Kong, and that was kind of beautiful to see because we didn't see that kind of emotion, even when she was talking about her sister. I thought Queen's name was Tom. Is it? That's what I, I understood. Thought, my I thought, boo, I thought it was my right. boo, Tom. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Oh, hey, you know what I was referencing and looking at? The subtitles. Not the subtitles. Mm-hmm. They're pretty bad. Um, Queen reveals that her love language is words of affirmation. What is your love language? I don't know. I haven't taken the test or read the book, but my answer would be inaudible. Oh my God, you know you have homework after this, right? Yeah, but also inaudible. Mine and for is all of those who watch without subtitles, that is exactly what the subtitles say on most of the franchises. Just mm-hmm. inaudible. 
Uh, mine is quality time, which is why I want to hang out with my circle of friends all the time. Um, but she's not indulging on missing him. But now her head is in the game. And coming soon, Michael Block Talk presents High School Drag School. Um, get your head in the game. Gotta get you, get you. Spanky comes in for the win for relatability. She is sad that she's missing out on something. It's been 12 years since she's been in a relationship, and I'm like, hi, win, bitch. It's been longer for me as I've never had a boyfriend. Um, please, someone help me with that. I'm almost Spanky's age. I'm about to die. Uh, Chad about to die, so we had to make her happy. Exactly. Spanky says she's ready to have that intimate relationship, someone you can come home to, have a cuddle with, watch a movie, someone to share your life with, someone who is your cheerleader in life. And I too feel like that part is missing from my life. And I, I almost feel like I'm not fully successful until I have that missing piece. And I know most people are like, you're a fucking idiot for thinking like that, but that's just where I'm at. Am I a fucking idiot, Russell? Not the shady mute. Uh, no, I don't think so. You're not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, we're really... No, I was just trying to make sure that I didn't uh, eat pretzels and uh, record at the same time. So that's great. I like pretzels. What kind of pretzels? Uh, garlic parmesan. Ooh, yummy! Well, after their sadness, it's time to hear the queens reflect on their competitors. Hannah says the queen is a powerhouse human and wears her heart on her sleeve and channels that in a way she performs. Spanky says that Hannah has a lot of polish on her and looks and her looks have been finished, and Queen says both queens are incredible. She says Hannah is super polished, and Spanky has charisma, and it oozes stardom and thinks that they are equally deserving, but she wants it more. Again, we always get these little clips um, of them talking about each other, but this time we hear two bits about Hannah. No, one bit for for Queen, one for Spanky, and then one for two people, which is a tie, which is not, not the same. We're going to go to the main stage, and Rue is looking like a recycled Barbie wearing a basic silver dress and white wig. We've seen this again, right? This is RuPaul was stuck into a suitcase, and Andre Charles was stuck inside another suitcase, and they had to play Mr. Potato Head for this show. Literally. We have Michelle Visage and Reese Nicholson, who I am seeing this weekend. I am so excited. Are you going to go see Reese Nicholson? We will see. We'll see. All right, we're going to start with our song and then move into the runway and critique. Let's go. The song is Who Is She? Had you heard the song prior to the episode? Yes. Could I have told you which song it was based on the title? No. Could I have told you what the next lyric was in the song? Almost. I don't think it's one of the worst on the album, but, you know, not the best music. Yeah, um, the song was kind of giving me like Britney, I'm a slave for you vibes. Not like like singable song, but like movable and danceable song. Also, yeah. I wish that they all matched. Is that a lot to ask uh, nowadays? Uh, I don't know, but all I wish is that Hannah Conda's fucking shoes matched at the very mm. least. And they did not. All right, let's discuss that. Hannah, I hate your hair, the tinsel, the styling. It made you look like you had Thorgy's real hair underneath. Like, what the hell it was, was that? beyond Thunderdome. Um, yeah, and she was the only one without black boots. I mean... We all read the black boots sometimes, but sometimes it's the only thing that matches everybody. Everyone's going to have them. Um, oh, her shoes didn't match, and we didn't get an explanation, so canceled. She is so tiny, and it was almost like a kid sister playing with the older kids. She didn't 
I don't know. She just kind of talked and then at the end sang. And yeah. it's like, okay, well. Uh, then Snakey. Look at her wearing drag. Good for her. So proud of her. Whose wig did she have? I don't know. It was a good wig. You know whose wig it was? Look at it. Can you see it behind me? It looks like Davina de Campo. Chelsea. Like. Oh, I'd say it looks like Chelsea Pierce wig. Yeah. Um, I know we don't She's talk gorgeous. about Davina de Campo around you. You know, we. Difficult conversation. Anyway, I love the hair. Love the leotard. Um, it was a very fun fabric. The sleeves were fun to dance with, uh, though, you know, I want them lined, but that's a lot to ask for her. Um, On this program. <laughs> I think she made the best of the song. The verse is okay. I preferred her in Bosom Buddies, though. Well, it's because she was fantastic there. This was yeah. passable. And Queen Kong enter and looked like royalty. Uh, I think overall she did the best. I liked her lyrics and she was very much in her element. I didn't like the little elastic thingies. They could have been a different yeah. color. But yeah, that's being I, really picky. That's yeah, I think maybe if it was silver like the belt, it could have tied all together. But I, I just she just oozes star power. Absolutely. Have we never had a final three be the exact same group as the girl group challenge before? We could have on RuPaul's Drag Race Series 2 UK with the United Kingdoms, but someone had to go and ruin that. Who, who's that? Is, that? is that Ru who ruined that or is that Ellie Diamond who ruined it? No, that was Ellie Diamond. Um, you're so mad at her placement, aren't you? From the stupid was... roast challenge. That was weird. It was weird. Undeserved. For me, how this song played out, I think Who Is She is the opening number of the Babs concert and then Bosom Buddies is like the closer. It's the far superior track for all three of them. Um, I'd watch that one. And you know they're going to do that on the tour. Yes, of course. It's just easy. It's so easy to do. Um, let's 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 not forget that at this point in time, Drag Race is a big powerhouse of a media company conglomerate. Everything they do on the show is for outside purposes as well. These challenges to make sure the tours are good and get people to go, so that three people can know who they are. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, for this song, it was just not conducive to songwriting or showing off their talents. I just did not like this. It was not good. Not a very hype song. What Do we need Leland to just write an entire album for Rue at this point so we have good material for the queens to use? No, because then there's... there's I don't know. I don't know. It's too complicated. Like, it's, it, it what, are, what do we expect out of, out of drag music? That isn't drag music. I don't know. It just—it was not bad. It was serviceable, and I guess that's all we can ask for. I—I I mean, it's really interesting. Obviously, the evolution of RuPaul music is a whole different podcast that we can do one day. Um, but I prefer the earlier stuff. I—I I think that music just fits the brand of Drag Race better. Even though she, as a pop star, wants to move into uh, what modern R and B is doing now, and it just doesn't work for Drag Race, you know. I wouldn't call Mama Rue the album Modern R&B, but. <laughs> All right. Category is Grand Finale Eleganza Extravaganza. In honor of the runway, we're going to be playing Crowning or Frowning. 
starting with Anaconda. Look by Kristen Damned, hair by Charlemagne. Uh, check that shrimp on the bobby because that bitch is on fire. She has given you a gown with this brilliant cone that just floats and makes her look so extravagantly beautiful. The purple and gold play perfectly off of one another. The red hair is a great match. She looks stunning, and this is what I would want to be crowned in. Um, she is a very petite person, and the princess gown could have been dangerous, but she made it work so well because the proportions were just so right. I love this look. It was good. It was, I guess if I was being picky, then I would complain about the fact that her hoop skirt was broken. It looked like in the front, so it was an oval. Fair. That's fair. Um, probably travel, right? It's, it's, it's hard to put a hoop skirt. In, so I'll blame it on the travel. Um, I just loved it. It was really, it was, I think it's maybe my favorite thing she wore all season. Uh, I guess I liked her. I liked her last week's look, actually. Yeah. Michelle says her one word is consistency. She was strong from the beginning and she never let it go. Reese says he loves that she knew exactly who she was and what she was going to do. And she did the incredible little thing by stepping it up. She kicked it in the dick. Rue loved her in the Who Is She performance. She loved her lyrics and what she was wearing. She hopes that it was an experience that she will never forget and is life-changing. To which Hannah says she couldn't be happier. It's a crowning for me. Crowning, yeah. Good. I didn't love her. She has uh, monkey's butthole lips where it looks like a monkey's butthole. You mean All Stars lips? No, not even. They're kind of like past that. Yeah, they're a lot. Um, they're huge. She is all mouth. They are huge, but there, there, there are some people who can pull off the huge lips. Like Madeline Hatter, they are huge lips, but it works for her. Sure. The audience absolutely adore this look. 100% crowning. Next up. Queen Kong, look by Shanna O'Brien, headpiece by Sharon McCoy, hair by Queen. She is giving you enough of Nua Warrior Princess coming to Netflix this spring. I think she looks regal, love the colors. I tend not to be a gold person, but the way she played with that dark teal, magnificent. I think the flares on the side might have been damaged in travel. Um, as they yeah, there was really only three and should have been yeah. four. It didn't really sit evenly. Also, I might have just asked them just if they weren't working. That being said, the headpiece is stunning. Uh, were those palm fronds from the design challenge? Did she recycle those? Oh, they look all like jokes. More, yeah. more. They don't. They looked different. All jokes aside, overall, this was a moment. I loved it. Crowning. Michelle says her word for her is rebirth. She says she came in thinking she was going to do something and realized really quickly what did she get herself into until she was left standing in the top three. She did it on her own. Reese says her look is incredible and such an artist. He says it's a thrill and an honor to see her in the competition. And Reese says she is the golden child. She is the one who made it out and created a life for herself. And her, she is standing in all her glory. It's a and crowning. at that moment, we wondered, did, did they perhaps screw up the edit? Were they going to crown Queen Kong? Right. It's possible. Uh, it's a crowning for me. And audience, 97% crowning, 3% frowning. Their finger must have slipped. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland, did your finger slip? Called you out, bitch. And finally, Spanky Jackson, dress borrowed from Collagen. This is what That's you a wear. Great name. <laughs> I know, right? Isn't it? It's college. It's really good. Uh, this is what you wear to prom or first drag pageant evening gown category. Like it's fine, it's pretty, it's basic, it's spanky. Um, the fur is probably the only expensive part of the look. I can't knock it, but 
I can't expect more for a finale, right? Perhaps, but like, look at the material. Did you expect something more from her? I don't know. Like, maybe she really didn't think she was going to be in the finale. It was the best of what she brought. That's true. Uh, Michelle and says, the gloves looked expensive. The gloves did look expensive. They did really look nice with the um, the fur. It was it was a good new illusion. Um, Michelle says she's come a long way and it's been fun to watch her grow. She says her words should be joy because that's what she is to her. Reese says she is infectious. Rue says she's marked for greatness and leaves them all with a smile that you can't buy. And Spanky says coming there was a challenge, but that she needed to remind herself that she still has it. She'll be sad that this is ending as she felt whole and she will take the rest of uh, take this for the rest of her life. Um, I'm going to give this the softest crowning just to be nice. No, I'm a frown. I'll frown. Audience right in the middle. 52% crowning, 48% frowning. Now it's time to talk to our younger selves. Um, we're going to do it. Let's do it. Hannah says to little Chris that she always tries to challenge the perfection in her, but he is perfect because of the imperfections. She is proud of him and he is going to do some really wonderful things. Keep your chin up, keep smiling, and keep making people laugh because that's what you do best. Okay. What did you think of that? I don't know. I try not to like super duper give it any stake after, you know, it's just gone on and on. And yeah, give yourself words of encouragement. But also, based on her past, like, this was so, so great about my childhood. But talk about your great childhood and, like, tell yourself to hang in a little bit more. I don't yeah. know. It just, she didn't lend herself to the edit, I don't think. But probably a good thing. Queen says to little Tom that you are worthy and you are strong and all the things you think are wrong with you are going to be the things that make you unstoppable. You have a well of emotions that are magic. It may not feel like it. It might get in your way. But keep listening to your heart very simple very very sweet um the story here was that photo adorable so cute spanky says to little blair to keep doing what you're doing march to the beat of your own drum wear that tutu wherever you like grab your dad's business shirts and pretend to be the tooth fairy and dump them three houses down to pretend your parents wouldn't find out she may not have done things the right way and always took the hard road you did right kid because it got you here you did good you knew Spanky was going to throw a little humor into it. That's all it was. It was almost like she was hiding behind it. It was really sweet. It was. And we had a final question. Why should you be crowned down under next drag superstar? Hannah says that she loves the journey that drag has taken her on and to be able to take the crown, she can hold her head up high and spread the pixie dust all over. She wants to keep sharing the magic and joy because you can do it with your intimate circle, but now she'd like to do it with more people. And you know, when you get that boing sound effect, you ain't winning the show. It's chocolate. It's chocolate. Um, she didn't mean it that way, but the show's like, we just have to make it a funny moment because just why not, right? Because Reese laughed. <laughs> yeah, it was oof. Queen says know. drag has been her way to feel brave enough to unpack her bags in front of the world and allow herself to be the example that you can get up, paint your face, put on something sickening, and serve it like a fucking superhero. She wants to impact this world and to touch people and make a difference. Drag is the way to do it. 
very good pageant answer. It's a, uh, it's probably uh, what a lot of drag queens feel when it comes to why they do drag. Yeah, it was nice. And Spanky says, if you asked her six months ago if she would be standing there, she would tell him no. She worked her ass off. She's given her heart and soul, and she really feels like this would compete, complete the life path that she's been on so far and would start the next chapter of her life. She'd also like to win it for Old Pommy in New Zealand. Fuck yeah. Is she going to get fuck yeah trademarked? Is no one ever going to be allowed to use that again? I certainly uh, hope not. Let me, let me rephrase that. Is Drag Race going to get fuck yeah trademark because you know they own that now i mean they own her saying it like that as like a tag but yeah spanky's was fine nothing special this this new journey that she's on doing less drag i didn't quite understand <laughs> yeah especially because we know what happened to her prior to going on drag race now she on another tv show right very weird all right, we're going to head over to Untucked Jr. Unfortunately, there are no surprise appearances by the Eliminated Queens. Why not? Where were they? They were probably still in quarantine if COVID was still a thing in New Zealand. Why were they not there? Budget? I don't know. I tried to figure it out before we got here, but I could not. I mean, we saw some of the gowns that some of the Eliminated Queens would have worn. Um, gowns. Beautiful gowns. Aubrey Haves. That was fucking hilarious. Did she copy another queen? I don't remember. Uh, no, she did the Austin Powers gown. With the hair and the face. Yes, and everything. yes, 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 yes. Uh, Beverly Kills was an all-painted thing. It was very, very beautiful. Um, how it would look in person, I'm not quite sure because the edit for the photograph on uh, Instagram um, made it look like this heavy. massive... Yeah, it was it was a beautiful piece of art, but I don't know if it would have looked as good in person. But yeah, I would have wanted to see them one more time. I like I, when I they don't do really that. remember remember enough of them, so that's fair. Um, what we will get here is three tired queens trying to figure out how to drink a bevy with a straw. Straws are hard, right? <laughs> My favorite piece of internet that no longer exists was definitely drag queens using straws, oh. and it was just. It was just all of them using all the queens from the show and untucked using straws and like missing or the straw falling out of their drink. And then it happened again. It was lovely. Now we almost had a massive emergency on this set. Could you imagine if Hannah actually got that red liquid on Spanky's gown? First off would have been iconic. I would have strangled her. Rita could never. Oh, um, what do you think they were drinking? Because we got one face. I think it was from Hannah, like not enjoying what the beverage was. I just think they were strong because then um, Spanky ended up with three of them. So Ooh. it looked like Cosmo. What would your be? What would your drink of choice be if you were on the Drag Race? A Cosmo. A Cosmo. Yeah, yeah it's simple, easy. You can make it strong. It doesn't show. Yeah, I like Aperol spritzes. Is it? Can we still drink Aperol spritz in the fall? Today is the first day of fall. I know. Screw Libra season. Libras are evil. Yeah, mom, I'm talking about you. Make a fucking decision about something. <laughs> all right. Spanky. Can't believe they're sitting there together. They're all proud of one another. And Queen hopes she'll get the win. But if she doesn't, she will put on a really fake smile and say one of her sisters deserved it. Oh, God. You don't admit that on camera. 
like I said, I don't think they really had a lot to work with. And then when they did, they just said, we'll throw it out and uh, we'll, we'll pretend to try. Now, Spanky wants the money. I do too. Russell, what reality show do you think I could actually win? Anything that you want. You I don't know. know. I don't know how you would do it, Survivor. I've never seen the show, so. You know what show I really would want to do now that it's back? The Mole. I love okay. The Mole. Such a good show. It's going to be on Netflix. Hosted by Alex Wagner. Um, also, Spanky needs to pee herself. Have you ever peed yourself? No. Not that I know of. That's good. That's that's important. All right. It's tight race. Let's, let's head back to the main stage. Uh, we're going to find out who's going to get crowned, but first, it's time to lip sync. And Rue does this thing that I hate. They're going to lip sync individually for a stupid supercut. Um, you and I have fought over this before, haven't we? We have. And it's, um, it's worth the fight. It's worth the fight. I believe if you put Queen against any of them at the same time, she annihilates them. Not in that outfit. Well, we're going to discuss that. Um, the song is Wow by Kylie Minogue. God damn it. Third Kylie song this season. Danny Minogue is like, what about me? Remember me? Uh, I wasn't not mad at it. I was really happy. I'm not mad at it either. favorite Kylie songs. You like uh, it? What, you like Wow? You're all looking so wow tonight. Um, what's your favorite Kylie song? That's too hard to choose. It is hard. It's a, maybe I should do a whole Kylie um, song showdown podcast get a couple yeah but you have to randomize it you can't you can't build the bracket because those are usually really unfair okay i'll randomize it i can do them it's just picking which songs are going to be on the bracket what's going to get left out shouldn't be too difficult no um i love that hannah was able to take the skirt off very smart same with queen but the crown was her saboteur uh she should have just taken it off her like third headpiece that was falling off yeah um spanky's just enigmatic she's got the it factor she's very good as a performer like that's what i would go out and seek when if i'm going to go out for a night of drag okay you don't like it tell me why she could have done anything she's obviously Mm -hmm. a great performer but that it was not very wow it's hard to tell who wins this because we see what the producers want us to see. Uh, there was a lot of Queen holding on to the headpiece. Um, I, she could have won. That was that was the reason, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that was definitely a big, big cause of that. Um, and then Spanky spooged all over herself with the streamers. Not necessary, but it was, it was Spanky. Of course she's going to do something. You couldn't even tell. It was so... No, it was, it was, it was done very poorly. The execution was bad. Um, what would this lip sync have been if the, all three of them were on stage together? Chaos. Yeah, but I like chaos. I want to see it. That's it what would have been like messy gowns, chaos. But isn't that part of Drag Race to see the competition battle of our lip sync? Isn't that what we've grown to know about a reality competition show called Drag Race? But then people complain that it's not enough of a talent competition and you don't get to show your true talent. So you could show your true, t- true talent when you're not sharing a stage with two other queens in enormous gowns. That's fair. That's, that's totally fair. Cause that's sometimes what you see on stage on a real show. Um, do you think if, 
it's always going to be a gown finale that maybe it should be more of a ballad or a mid-tempo song? No, Papa Drag Queen wore pants. Violet Chotsky wore pants. That's fair. Uh, who else wore pants? Anyone? <laughs> it's time to get the crowd out. So let's welcome back our reigning queen. It's House of Drag host Kidamine. And look, she who just sounded really, very sick. She did. Uh, she loves wings. She really likes wings. Um, I don't know if you saw her from the uh, War on the Catwalk tour. She had wings for her performance of Rise Like a Phoenix. It was fucking incredible. Um, she's a very good performer. She is. I don't think that uh, she should perform in that look ever again. No, that look was, it looked kind of cheap, right? Kind of cheap would be an understudy. Or understudy, understudy. Oh my God. <laughs> an understatement. Yeah, it was the materials. They were just not pleasant to look at, especially under those lights. The wings could have fallen off and no one would have cared. <laughs> right. Um, the winner of Drag Race Down Under will receive a crown and scepter from Fierce Drag Jewels, a one-year supply of Anastasia, Beverly Hills, and $50,000 courtesy of Samsung. The winner is Samantha Jackson. Russell, pew, 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 do, pew. do you agree? No, but the Lisa season is over. <laughs> Who should have won? The viewers. The viewers. Yeah. Um, so obviously I love to ask the audience about what they believe should be the results. Um, and this was what I asked um, and got the results for whose team you are on. My audience said 50% Queen Kong, 25% Hannah Conda, 25% Spanky Jackson. What literally is to the, the dis- percentage? Literally to the percentage. Um, what is the disconnect? What made us like Queen better than Spanky? Or is it maybe just a different aesthetic to drag that the down under audience goes for? Truly, I've been thinking about it and I could not figure out why. Neither can I. Because again, this is through the lens of RuPaul and probably Michelle as well. You know, she has a little bit of a say sometimes. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I guess Rue just loves camp. And he, they're just tired of backlash from not crowning the most challenge wins. I mean, if you look at the stats, Spanky is one of the best winners of the year. But there are a lot of people who can don't you, agree with a lot of the wins. Can you insert the cricket noise? <laughs> I know. There, there are a lot of people who don't agree with all the wins and high placements that she got all season. Um, I don't think high is anything to, to judge it by, but the wins were there, there were a lot of question marks. Um, Spanky is now the first queen to win two different drag competitions. Um, that's a really cool honor to have. Um, I'm not going to take anything away from Spanky Jackson. I'd love to see her perform. I'd love to interview her in the future. Uh, I just resonated a little more overall with Queen. And I think she is just overall a brilliant competitor. It was cool to see her grow. There was no real growth with Spanky. All of a sudden she just did make up better. (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, And I think maybe it's part of how this season was edited. Like, I wouldn't say there was much of a storyline for Spanky or Queen. It was more so the battles within the queens themselves and dealing with all those that's what i would say the majority of the season was all about 
internalized homophobia. Yeah, totally. Um, I got some burning questions to ask you to wrap this up. Are you ready? Hit me. All right. Well, each season in the preview podcast, I share my burning question for the contestant. Um, and I will recall what I said about the winner after the crowning. So here's what I said about Spanky Jackson. I said she's already got a crown from another drag show. Will she be able to take that experience and use it to her advantage? Clearly she did. Good for her. Is, was there a question? <laughs> yeah, no, it was more, more so like, <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't know how she was going to... I didn't watch House of Drag 2. I watched like the beginnings of the first season and the second season, just like the first episode. I know it's the format of the show is very, very, very different. Um, and it did lean into campier drag getting um, higher honors. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Spanky Jackson's just very basic queen. And, and that's not what the brand of drag race has given us in recent years. It was good to, I can't even say that out loud. Um, yep, she represented the, the campy queens. <laughs> good right. for her. Now that we have opening things up for All-Stars and for a Verse the World season, who will we see on an All-Star season or Verse the World season from this cast? Queen and Yuri, for sure. If Queen wants to do it again, I think she will definitely get a phone call um, because I think there are a lot of people who would like to see her take the experience and now run with it. Um, I would love to see Queen again. I think she would definitely win an all-star season versus the world's a different story. It might be a little more challenging. I think she could be cutthroat though. Absolutely. No, I think it would be great. Great television. Um, I'd love to see her with some other big powerhouses. Um, I'm, I would not be shocked to see a Beverly kills on a versus the world season as well, because she just, is a nonstop drag race reference queen. So of course they're going to try to bring her out and like reference things and fangirl. And I could see that happening um, again, growth arc because she's a wee little baby. Yeah. Maybe when she turns 25, maybe. And you know what? Here's a crazy thing. I think we're going to see mini Cooper again. I hope so. Rue loved her. Rue loved her. She is. 50 years old but honestly she's got more personality and spunk than most of these queens i think she is perfect to be on an uh, all-star season or an universe the world season i would love to see her again and use what she learned if, if delivery was the biggest critique that the other queens gave her i want to see what the, what she learned and how she's going to show what old school drag is i would love to see minnie cooper again and then i hope she comes into the workroom on heelys <laughs> yes please oh my god they're so fun um i'm gonna ask you the hardest question now because i'm gonna ask you to recall all of 2022 in the pantheon of 2022 winners where does spanky jackson fall it's on a bike um um above willow pill okay because I didn't vibe with her. Justice for Camden. Yeah, truly justice for Lady Camden. Um, Jesus Christ, who who else won? We got Blue Hydrangea. Oh, okay, Blue, absolutely not. Above Blue. Bo- above James. Paloma. I don't know. Paloma was great. Sharon. And then, uh, I don't know. They're all kind of tied. I didn't really vibe with this year as a drag race showing. 
I wanted everyone who came in second to win. Interesting. We're not going to discuss it, listeners. Me and Russell have already um, had very, very limited words about uh, Jinx first 1A, so we're not going to discuss it here because then um, it'll be madness. A bloodbath. <laughs> um, speaking of bloodbath, um, Hulu's Dragavaganza thing, that looks really good. That opening song is brilliant. It was very, very good. And Jackie it was Beat so was, good. is also in the movie drag mother i think it's called i don't know it's really good i cried oh i love the jackie Beach. she's so good um she was out of drag too it's great rue rue just be nice for one day let her and sherry just come on drag race and be judges just just once let them speak (laughs) please reference them in, in more than a way that is of one named cameo they're very important to the history of drag RuPaul, you would not be where you are without those two. Please put them on the show just once. A girl can dream, can't she? So, you have Spanky pretty high, it seems. Yeah, she at least made me laugh. Okay, interesting. I would put her probably dead last, personally. That's tough. I know, crazy. This is why I love having you on, because you and I... We're good pals, but we disagree all the time. And it's so much fun. And I love it. Yeah, but it, the good thing is that there's good good conversation. Absolutely. Drag is art. Art is subjective. Thank you, Boulay Brothers. Thank you. Can't wait for Titans. That show's going to be a shit show. It's going to be so good. I can't wait. I'm not going to say who I'm going to be team for, but I think she got a good chance. I, I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. All right, Russell. Drag Race Down Under 2 is over. Blessed be. In your honest, full drag race expertise opinion, is there a season three? Yes. What does the show need to do to make the viewers trust it? Try. Or try harder. <laughs> I, I think we just need a little more transparency. I don't know. I feel like there, there's just been a disconnect this season. Obviously, season one was a massive disconnect. Um, I don't know. I think maybe whoever is coming up with the challenges or coming up with the the, the stories, it needs it needs to feel like it's more in line with the culture of Australia, New Zealand. That's the difference that this show doesn't have that all these other international series have. This just feels like they're Australian and New Zealand queens in an American show. Yeah, on TV, just period. It just doesn't work. And I think it just needs something. Like maybe it's also the lack of judges and stuff. It just feels like a half-assed attempt at trying to do Drag Race in a market that wants it. I can't I can't say that on retro. I do think there is an immense amount of talented queens down there to choose from. I just hope for season three they get the respect they deserve because the past two seasons these these queens have just not been respected properly. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Russell, where can we find you on social media? Venmo and any projects you want to plug? 
Uh, the same place as always. It's just my first name, last name, and uh, announcements on the horizon. Ooh, is anything brunch related? Maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Oh, well, I don't even know. That's exciting. Russell, as always, it is an honor and a privilege to have you on the show. A pleasure. I can't even do an Australian accent. I can't try. I did try. A big thanks to Russell for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash black talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.